Okay, y'all, welcome to episode 29 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are now on Spotify. Woo-woo! Yo, I'm Sean. I'm Nah. What up, y'all? All right, now we can do this every time. What do we call this episode? We call this episode, we're going to let y'all know. Mm-hmm, pretty much. We're going we gonna to be back at it. All right. So, okay, we got to get into it All right. right away. So I wanted to talk about, I wanted to start off the ratchet minute by talking about Janet Hubert. You remember her? She was the first Aunt Viv on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Do you remember her? Of she was the Okay, yeah. all right. So Everyone loves. Evidently, uh, Aunt Viv, first Aunt Viv is still going at Will Smith after, has it been to like, it's been like 25 years, I think. So it's been a long time. So basically she blames Will for the reason why she was fired off of the show. I think it was like 25 years ago. She was fired off of the show. It's been a lot of back and forth through the years. So she is now blaming or what I've heard. She's blaming Will Smith for her son. He's her 25 year old son's attempted suicide back in June. So um, first on Vib did a video. Did you see this video? She did. She's evidently she's been doing a lot of little videos, but she did something recently, I guess back in August. And in it's like 16 minutes long. And this is what I will say. It sounds like she is alluding to Will Smith possibly being the father of her child. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not lying. <laughs> Wait. No, wait. It gets better. I'm telling you. I let you know I'm I listened to the whole the whole video. So what she is saying, she's she's blaming Will for among other things, you know, the reason she's like once she got fired, he made it very difficult for her to work and you know, she's She's looking at the camera and she's talking about Will, like, you put my son in this position and I would never, you know, never have this happen to a child. Now, mind you, the child is 25 years old. Mm -hmm. He was born or he was conceived around the time that she got fired off the show. And they say within a period of that year, her husband divorced her. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what do you what do you (laughs) think about that? Do you think that um, Fresh Prince was banging first Aunt Viv? Back in 1993? I don't think so. Um, I don't. And really what this is, I, I think there is a mental issue with her. She has, there's, she didn't want to say that. There, there clearly is something going on <laughs> in her brain. It's not quite, it's it's imbalanced there. It's imbalanced. There's an imbalance there. Because, you know, it's been 25 years. She needs to let this go. Whatever well, it, maybe the call, the reason why she's not letting it go. I mean, I don't it it just she didn't come out and say it, but it sounded that's what it sounded like cuz she's blaming everything this whole thing on Will. You know, you treated my son this way and I, okay. I all right. I think you I Janet, I think you have more of an impact on your son than Will Smith does. <laughs> Wait, he's living his best life right now. Jumping out of planes and shit. He is living his absolute best life. I don't think he's thinking about you or your son. Did he just turn fifty? Yeah. 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 Okay. Wait. It was one part she called Carlton um, Will's tampon. She said because <laughs> she is salty, man. 
this this is this is you. Sometimes you have to you have to sit down. You have to do some self reflecting and see what did I do to cause this situation? Because I just I just thought it was. It was so funny. Like, can you imagine if Will was banging on Viv back in the day? Ooh. And then, and then I guess when it wasn't good, he got her fired. I don't know. I don't know. If, if, if Will is the father of your child, girl, you you missing out on some child support checks. And what is okay? So here's here's me conspiracy. I mean, it does. It sounds like he pays. He might he might pay her something. And but she's very salty about the treatment that her son was getting because she says, you know, they make fun of him in school and they do. Girl, I, okay. It, as I'm saying it, I'm like, in college, in grad school, what school? Okay. Right. Like, what school is he in right now? Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Will says nothing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say anything either because this is ludicrous. This is ridiculous. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, I, I want it. Okay. Do we have any more? This, okay. So why are you laughing? <laughs> I can't believe that she said Will was our kid's father. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't hear that? Yes. <laughs> Honey, yes. She has been making little videos from what I understand, like for quite some over the years. Oh, that is hilarious. So alluding to he might be the baby daddy. All right. All right. Moving All right. Okay. So moving on to a different, it's a different tone of ratchet. Um, I... I, I I hate to talk about it, but I feel like we need to. So this whole thing with Megyn Kelly and the blackface comments. Have you heard about this? Oh. Do you have a, okay, all right, all right. So we'll just make it really fast. So Megyn Kelly, um, so she was originally on Fox. I hate Fox. Um, she had a show over there, and then NBC kind of got her over to NBC with a $69 million deal over three years. I actually think it was more than that. Anyway, um, she, you know, she is very biting commentary. Do you ever, have you ever listened to her? Nope. Nope. No, you haven't. Okay. Um, very biting commentary and uh, very bad blonde tracks in her hair all the time. <laughs> and, and so she was fired over, I guess, the weekend for making these comments. So basically what she said is that white people, it, the whole thing with Halloween, white people have been dressing in blackface and since she was a kid and it's okay um, as long as you're doing it as a character. She didn't understand what the big deal was with um, dressing in back in blackface. So really by the day's end, she had made these comments. Of course, you know, Twitter, which is undefeated, um, did her in and she was fired. They actually ended her show on NBC. Um, You know, it's the thing with these. I don't, I don't. Okay. Uh, Let me, let me just dial it back because the, the woke part of this is when will these white women learn? It's like they, they espouse so much racism and then they they turn around like, I don't understand what I did. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what it is, but they have so much virile. They're so, my my word, my um, LSAT word, vitriol. They have so much vitriol and so much hatred. Mm-hmm. I, and it's, the, I, and I wonder where does it fester? You know, I, where, where, like, where does it come from? So this is, this is the thing with her. What do you think? You know, first of all, I, it's not up to the person 
to determine what is offensive to someone else. It's, if we right. say it's offensive, it's offensive. Now, if you keep doing it, then that means you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So uh, that's my first statement. My second statement is um, she she knows what she's saying. She knows the kind of the hate she's spewing out. She needs to be fired. They fired Tamron Hall and Al Roker to bring this chick in. She right. She definitely needs to be gone. And I don't I don't know if she was hired um, as a result of this new regime in the government that's now in place. Uh, well, I, well, I think so, because the reason why she got that job in the first place was because of her commentary during the elections. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's where it came from. And, you know, I, I just, I, you can dress up. And I, I feel like we go through this every, every year, this time of year, around Halloween. You know, you can dress up mm -hmm. as another, a character from another race or a person from another race without being offensive. It is very possible to do that. <clears throat> you don't have to color your skin. That part is offensive. You dressing up as the person is not offensive. You coloring your skin is offensive. Highly. Evidently, she didn't. She didn't get it though. Well, maybe she, she lost her job. Now she get it. <laughs> the bitch got canceled. You gonna learn today. You gonna learn today. All right. Okay. I I just wanted to say a little something about that, but you know, she's a non-factor in the end. Really, really. So anyway, moving on. All right. Mo moving on. Where we at? All right. So we are in the woke minute. Um, okay. And let me put on my kitten heels <laughs> and put my hair back. All right. I got my glasses on here. <laughs> Putting our brooches and our kittens. All right. So um, about a week or so ago, um, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't Neither do I. But anyway, apparently this character, not character, uh, a person that's on Love and Hip Hop, her name is Spice. She's a dance hall artist on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, she went on her Instagram. She deleted everything, all of her pictures, all of her promotions. She deleted everything off of her Instagram. So she was kind of like missing in action. And then she resurfaced with this picture. She's a very, very chocolate woman, beautiful mm -hmm. chocolate skin. So she came, uh, she posted a picture where her skin was bleached. Completely. That is, those are the memes I've been seeing. Cause I didn't know who it was, but now I'm putting two and two together. That's, that's she probably who it was. Long blonde weave and her skin is completely bleached. And it looks crazy. It, it looks crazy. So, um, everybody was just like, what is she doing? Like, what is going on? I can't believe she did. Is it Photoshop? Did she actually bleach her skin? Is it makeup? No one really knew what was going on. So a couple of days later, she dropped a video called hypocrisy. And in this video, she talks about loving her black skin, loving the features that she has, but the hypocrisy within the black community say, you know, telling her that she's too dark. Um, she should, wow. and you know, if she were lighter, then her career would be much further. So she said, you know, really, she just talked about how, you know, it's, it's really hard being a dark skinned woman um, in this world, in this industry, um, because of the, the hate that you get outside of our, our people. But it's mm -hmm. also it's more hope, hurtful when, when when she receives these comments from people within our own community. So that's really what this that whole you know post was about, just bringing wow a publicity stunt, um, just to bring a you know kind of you know kind of uh, bring awareness to to this issue that you know she's facing. So it 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 really it hurts my feelings, you know, when we mm -hmm. say things about um, 
our people, you know, and a lot of us, mm-hmm. even growing up, you know, I, I had to kind of erase some of the things that, not that I was taught by my family, but just taught in my environment. I heard people make comments like, oh, she's pretty to be a dark skinned girl. Right. Or, you know, um, she's cute, but her nose is big or her hair is nappy or whatever. You know, we grow up hearing stuff like that. And it may not come from your own household, but you hear it in the black community. And I think now, probably starting in the 60s, um, we became more aware of how beautiful we are and celebrating that. And I think this is just the continuation of it. So I really love this video she put out. I love the song she put out. And I definitely applaud her with this. You know, you know I, didn't I didn't know, know that, that was her, that, that was the, the turnaround. I didn't know that that was, it was a whole publicity thing. I thought it was, okay, this is, is some real skin lightning going on. But, um, so I do appra- applaud her for the public service announcement. Like, wow, because, you know, we can, we got, we got a lot of things that we need to do as, as a people within our own community, especially when it comes, you know, we start dissecting ourselves mm-hmm. based on skin color. And I, you know, I, and it's just as you said that there is some deprogramming that you have to do based on upbringing and you know where you came from and so it's the same thing i've had to do that myself you know i remember i remember going to prom i went to another uh, uh, this guy's prom back in high school and you know i he was the color of night beautiful and we had you know we wore white and i remember my grandmother god rest her soul but she said, he's so black. And you know, that was the first time where I, like I heard something like that because in my mind, honestly, I never thought of it. I never, I never looked at it that way. Like he's too black. He's basically, he was too black to be wearing white. Mm -hmm. That was the, the, you know, what was said. And I, that just has such an impact on me, Mm -hmm. you know, not, it, it wasn't a positive thing, but it just made me look at skin. You know, I mean, I come from, a family where, you know, they talk about having blue veins, you know, if you can show your wrists and you could show the blue in your veins, then you were the right complexion or, you know, you couldn't be darker than a brown paper bag. Mm-hmm. That's those kind of images. So, it's, and it's just like, now I, I embrace where we, we are so many colors and, you know, you and I were just talking about this. Like, I love, you know, blue black to to light skin or you know back in the day we used to call it red bone Mm -hmm. we have so many flavors Mm -hmm. and you know growing up as I'm I'm a brown woman you know I I I've never embraced the I never felt like a red bone I'm not that I you know I don't know the plight of my dark skinned sisters but still in all we you know, we, we have a commonality, like we have melanin in our skin. I've always embraced that. Whatever, if it was, if it was darker, it was lighter. I just felt like I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a difference, but you know, you hear it growing up, especially from guys. I think there was a period of time, you know, where guys wanted red bones. Mm-hmm. You know, she was pretty that she was she was the pretty one she was the one you know they strive for and i'm gonna but, use the word she was pretty irregardless i know that's not a word but irregardless <laughs> of actually being pretty just because she light skin does not automatically make somebody pretty <laughs> but right but that was the idea growing up that you would hear you know growing up i went through a period where i guess um you know all the guys that looked like Christopher Williams or I'll be sure were fine. You know, I remember that. I remember when light skin was in. That, don't you joke with me? What did you say? We're gonna. <laughs> what? What did I say? 
what did you say about me? Where I'm like, I fight against the stereotype that you have of me. Girl, let me tell you. Okay, so I have known Sean I since for 20 years. And Sean had she she tries to fight me on it every time, but she, every boyfriend that I have known Sean to have has been light skinned. And <laughs> I feel like the dark, when they're dark, you don't see them because I, they are they are many. It was so I, this is it's so funny that you say that because I'm like. I mean, I try not to have the biggest preference, but girl, you know, I'm, I know. <laughs> All of a sudden, no. <laughs> this, you like all mandingos now. I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> where does <this> come from? <laughs> Who this woman? Who this Harpo? I don't know her. <laughs> Who is you? <laughs> Moment. I don't know her. Girl, in, anyway, it's so funny. It's so funny. I love my brothers. Okay, I like a browns. What is what did um Fife say? I like a brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Mm-hmm. All all shades. Okay, love it all. But yeah, so that was. Look, it's 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 a it's still an issue. I believe it's really it's it's an issue. Um. And like you said, you know, I'm 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 brown skin and I, I don't even pretend, you know, we all have a, a common fight as being black women, but you know, I can't negate the fact that darker skinned women definitely have it much harder than women that are of a lighter hue, just because of public perception and stuff that's been mm-hmm. ingrained in us since, you know, since we reached these shores. So, you know, we really have to make conscious efforts to, mm-hmm. to fight. Since we came here on vacation. This shit is not, <laughs> not. Not not at all. <laughs> no, they they like us to believe that. But yeah, okay, let me be quiet. Yeah, so yeah, so so if you guys get a chance, go um, check out her video. This is the artist Spice, and it's called um, Black Hypocrisy. Go ahead and check this video out. Okay, sounds good. All right, okay, moving on. Where are we at? So we're at we're still in the woke moment. So I I wanted to talk about um, the red table talk that Jada has. Um, she uses the the. Facebook platform to do these interviews. Which uh, is crazy to me, but okay. Yeah, but, and she does it out of her house, actually. <laughs> Red table in her house. But she uses this platform to, to bring in different guests. So it's her, it's her mom, and her daughter. Those are the three mainstays. And then they bring in other guests. So this year, uh, well, this season, she brought in Will Smith. This is episode one of season two. Okay. Um, so she, what is it, season two? I don't know. Maybe I just made that up. But this episode is Will Smith. <laughs> and so this was a very interesting table talk. Um, they talked about um, how they met, their life before they met, how they met, and their life you know, after they got married. And it, it's just a very interesting to see their relationship um, because from a person looking from the outside looking in and me having all these um, thoughts about how their household is run and, and what they do, um it's it's completely different or it's a lot different from what i thought you know mm-hmm. jada is a in my mind jada is a very strong person who's strong-willed um and i use the word domineering but i probably shouldn't use that word because it, it can have a negative connotation but maybe just a strong personality who's you know yeah she's her ground and to me will always seem really bubblegum you know bubblegumish, kind yep. of silly and just Whatever, you know, so I always felt like she was the person that kind of made the hard decisions and the final decisions in the household. But in actuality, you know, she talked a lot about how the lifestyle she has, how she, 
the lifestyle she had and the lifestyle she has now really wasn't what she wanted. It, she never wanted this lifestyle. So wow. she had to put a lot of her, um, wow. her wants on the back burner because really once she, um, she and Will had kids, she became a stay-at-home mom and her career kind of put, got put on the back burner while Will became this megastar, you know, and she said right. she, she really wasn't happy. She spent, you know, days and weeks and, and months just crying because, you know, she was just so unhappy and she felt guilty because, you know, she's like, she, she has a great life, you know, outside looking in, she has a great life, but she just, it wasn't what she wanted, you know? So she just talked about that and, you know, how, when she turned 40, she had to make a change and say, you know, these are the things I want and these are the things I need, you know? So it was, it was very interesting to watch this. So episode, uh, the first segment came out. So there's a part two that I am waiting to come out. I'm waiting with bated breath. I just want to see, you know, what else they have to say, but it's, it's very interesting. Okay. So, so she's talking about a period of time, her unhappiness period is, is it over? Well, I think she's still kind of defining what she wants. Um, she didn't really say that it ended, um, but she just said it, it was a long time where she was just unhappy. So I think she's kind of in the process of, of creating a life that she wants. And she talks about this union or marriage that she has with Will, and she she describes it as a unique union. And she said they're they're way beyond being a couple, being married. They're just they're family. They have a strong family unit. So they they really define what family means to them um, and just made it their own. I have a strong feeling it's it's not traditional. Um, and the funny thing is, is that she says she never wanted to get married. She never wanted to have a wedding. And Will said that from the time that he was a little boy, that's all he's ever wanted was to be married. And was, it was like interesting to have these two people who have completely different beliefs together, you know? And, and something else she said, one of the things she, she just doesn't, um, she doesn't believe in, or not believe in, but she just doesn't really buy into it, is that this whole thing of being married forever. And she said, Whoa. I still don't believe in it. So it's like, huh? She said that. She, she like dropped some bombs. She was like, I still don't believe in it. You know, you, you know, being married to someone forever. So I, while he was sitting there? Yeah, while he was sitting there. While he was sitting there. So, you know, whatever issues they had, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have had long, deep talks about it. They're res, they res, resolved them or they're resolving them, you know. Um, but it, it was very interesting to watch. You said something earlier about that. We were talking about this where you said that you believe that Jada is in love with Will, but she loves him, but not she's not in love with him. Yeah. So I'm I'm really big on um, just watching people's actions and <clears throat> watching their um, their posture and their demeanor. And because that really defines who people, right. who people are. They can say whatever they want to say. But what are your eyes saying? What is your body saying? What is your positioning saying? You know? So I think, I believe that she loves Will. That's her family. She's going to hold Will down or hold him up, however you want to say it, for life. I don't believe that she's in love with him. Um, I'm, from the way- As he is with her. Right. From the way she talks, I don't know if she was ever in love with him. I believe he was in love with her. I think she has always been his person. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that he was always her person. Ooh, that's um, deep. Now you make me want to, I got to log into Facebook now so I can see this. You have, you have to watch it. But they have such a deep understanding. And you can tell there's really a friendship there. And, I, you know, 
you know, beyond being romantically involved with somebody and being married, you know, if you don't have that strong bond as a friendship, then whatever the other foundation, it's not going to be a solid one. So I really feel they have a, a they're, they have a strong sense of family and a strong sense of friendship and honesty, you know, I, you know, and, and an open door policy to that marriage. Just saying. They didn't talk about that, I'm but I, I have a strong feeling that that unique union, mm-hmm. that's what that means. You know, mm-hmm. um, like, I'm stepping out, <laughs> stepping out on each other, step in the name of love. I already know. Yeah. Um, I think actually we should we should really like delve into that some more because I think, you know, aside from the rumors, I think that's how their marriage works. I think so, too. I believe so, too. You know, it's it's really difficult. Sorry, it's really difficult to to say for me anyway, to say I'm going to be with somebody for the rest of my life. That's a long time. What if you lived in 90? <laughs> a long time and, and and not not that you're necessarily looking for other people you know you're looking for comfort in other people and you want to be with other people but you change so much over time you know when people get married in their 20s i'm i think that's just young you know i think that's young because your 20s are a time for exploration to see what you like what you don't like and when you're you know, i agree i got married in my 20s you're going to be different at 35 and you're going to be different at 45 and you're going to be different at 55 and if you know, the best case scenario, your partner can change with you and accept your changes and you can accept their changes and you can, you know, make those changes work together. Best case scenario. But sometimes it doesn't always work that way because, you know, you just you're learning yourself, you know, and and, and if you are living this life right, you're going to continue, continue to change and be a better person and to grow. And just hopefully the person that you're with is growing with you. I agree. I, but I, I think here's my my take on it is that yes, I got married in my in my twenties, my mid twenties, um, and th- I think that's the whole thing with the relationship is that people change. So the person that I was at, you know, then I'm not, you know, ten fifteen years later, I'm not the same. I'm essentially, you know, I got some of the same values, but you evolve, you become something different. So I think the goal is as two people evolve is to stay together and to keep it new and to keep it fresh because we are all on this evolution thing. Right. Um, that being said, I think the age of 30 is a time when, you know, you, you are evolving, but then it's also, you, you come to a realization of really who you are. I mean, you get it, you get it in high school, you know, it's, it's tried out in college, you get out here into the real world and you have to really support yourself and you're, you're figuring out really who you are. So I think as 30 comes along, you know, 31, 32, 33 is during those times, I think, especially for, um, for women, you are kind of stayed in your ways. You sort of start getting set in your ways. So even though you we are all still evolving, I think it's a it's at a it's a different pace. So if you meet someone at that particular time in your life, they're getting to know this is going to be you and you're gonna only add to that. Mm-hmm. Not you may just totally evolve into a different person. This is my that's just my perspective on it. I think there's something that happens by the time you hit your thirties, you know, and that's why they talk about a midlife crisis, but it, it's for real because your your identity has now been you know it's 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 firmly been um planted 
into the into the soil, so to speak. Now, whatever is germinated is is there. It's growing. Now we're now we're only talking about growing what has been planted. Right. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it ha- I think it happens at thirty. I think. So. Well, from I can only speak for me. I think. You know, even when I was in my early 30s, I really still didn't um, think of myself as a woman, honestly. I, who, I, who, was, who was you then? <laughs> I, I, I still felt like they were, I just, I just felt like, um, I don't, I just didn't, I didn't mentally, I just didn't see myself as a woman, you know. It wasn't until I was like maybe 35, 36, 37, definitely mm-hmm. by the time I was 40, but somewhere between my mid to late 30s where I was, you know, I started really accepting that and and really coming into my own and like really walking into womanhood and and saying this is what i want this is what i don't want you know and being firm in it you know so for me it it came a little bit later than in my 30s you know my my, you know early right and what's interesting because for me because in my 30s you know i was i was married and i had a kid and i had a kid Mm -hmm. so i had all of the things that you know, when you're when you're younger and you look at, okay, well, this is what makes you a woman. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a, I'm, I, you know, I, I have the house. I have the husband. I'm, I'm cooking dinners and I'm doing all of the things that you would think would define what a woman is. But it's funny because once I, you know, achieve those things, that's when the real search began. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm 30 and I'm trying. Okay, that's not what defines me. Like it it's, it's great, but that wasn't it. Like, I really need to find out who I was for mm-hmm. me, who, you know, and that was, that was a journey. So it's interesting that you say that. Cause yeah, it, it came later on, but for me, the, the realization was, was, like I said, right around that 30 year mark when I'm looking around and I have all of the things that from the outside looking in would, would make you think, okay, well you, you know, you use a woman now, mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like it. I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to back this up with, with me because it's not me. I'm just doing, I'm just playing the role. I'm just doing what, you know, the natural progression of things that people say you're supposed to do, you know, these mile markers, but this is not, let me figure out who I am. And yeah. that's when it, that's when it came. So. And it was, it was kind of the same realization for me. Um, but it was more so, you know, I, 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 I didn't have that lifestyle. Um, that you had. And honestly, I think when I realized that that probably wasn't my path, um, then I became, that's when I kind of stepped into like, well, this is who I am. And it's okay that I don't have this. And I, I may not even want that. It's okay. Because my life doesn't have to look like that person's life. I'm going to make my life completely the way I want to make it. And so I think th- that mindset started with me in my mid to late thirties. That's why I, w- I was kind of just accepting this is who I am. It may not be the the social norm, but this is who I am and this is who I'm comfortable with and this is how I'm going to live my life. Gotcha. Same here. All right. All right. We got to move on. We got to move on because right. we've got some, we've got some weekend deed and we need to put oh. it in the mouth. <laughs> 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 Woo! All right. This, this is, this is yours. This is the question that we got. What do we get? Yeah, so we got this from one of our listeners. Uh, she emailed us through our website, I believe. Yeah, um, she's, you know, we just want to send her so much love. Yeah. We're going to keep her anonymous. <laughs> but this is an interesting. This is an interesting topic. So let me go ahead and get into it. So, hey, ladies. Uh, first, let me say I love, love, love the show. Y'all are so real. 
Um, so, okay, I'm recently divorced uh, 21 months ago after a 17 years of marriage. Ooh, that's a long time. Um, on one of my weekend trips back home to Philly, I ran into a guy I used to crush on in high school. Fast forward a few weeks ago, we are in my car going out with friends and my ex called and I answered on Bluetooth, <laughs> trying to be transparent. Yep. All he said was, I made the deposit. I said, okay. And then we said goodbye. So the guy gets an attitude saying, man, you better tell that nigga uh, not to be calling all times of night with that bullshit. <laughs> Mind you, it's 7.30 in the evening. It's not <laughs> late at night. Calm down. Uh, this has really left a bad taste in my mouth about him uh, because it turns out that he's super insecure. I'm turning 40 next year. I don't want to bring any unnecessary drama into my life. Um, should I just cut him off? Uh, but I do, she, so she ended this, you know, should I cut him off? Thanks in advance. But she also followed up and said, mm -hmm. the dick is good. Amazing. <laughs> the dick be bomb. <laughs> the, the dick needs his own TV show. <laughs> Must see TV. <laughs> it's got a star and role. <laughs> It's winning Grammys out here. Okay. Okay. So her question is, you know, shouldn't she cut him off? And so I always have mm. the same. Go at it. Give it, give it to her now. What is you doing in this relationship? What is your end goal in this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it determines, you know, which way you should go with this. If this is someone um, that this is just a sex thing with, he don't need to know your business. He don't need to know what who what man is dropping off money into your account unless he wants to drop off the money. Right. You ain't never lied. You ain't never lied. At that, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Right. So that's my answer. So if if that if he's just somebody you you spend time with when you go home to Philly and you know that's your 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 go to guy, he don't need to know it. There's no explanation needed. Now, if you want, if you see long term with this dude, um, then you have to really clarify what your relationship is with your ex um, to make him feel comfortable. Because really, I don't know if, I mean, it, I would be insecure in, in, in a situation like this. You know, why is your, you know, if I'm, I'm with a guy and his ex-girlfriend calls and said, I, I put some money into your account. Like, why is she giving you money? Like, what is going on? You know? I would feel a little, I feel a way about it, honestly, you know, because well, I'm assuming that she, this is her ex-husband. So maybe, you know, it has to do with kids. She didn't say that, but I'm thinking it's just a transaction, you know, just that, to. That's what I'm saying. So if she sees, if she wants to be with this guy, then she needs to clarify. There needs to be some, there needs to be some, some clarification going on of what this role is that her ex-husband is playing. You know, is it child support? Is it money that he owes her? Is it, is, is he just doing this? trying to ease, ease his way back into her life. You know, what is, what is he doing? You Do you know? think the new dude deserves that, deserves that excellent explanation though? I don't um, so. Well, she put it out there. She answered on Bluetooth. She could have not answered it. And she could have just called him back later. If she didn't want him to know, then she should have just not even answered the call. If she didn't feel like it was any of his business, she shouldn't have answered the call. I get you. So here's what when I when I, when she said that she was divorced, recently divorced, was in a 17 year bid of a marriage and is now out of it. You know, this right there, 
and some women are different, but this is the time to go to Hotopia. This is the time to get on your vacation, pack your bags, <laughs> and go to Holand. I mean, this is this is the time for it. So you know, and I and I get it. You're going back home. You're seeing familiar faces. You want you want that piece of home. So I I I get that. And this is somebody from her past that she obviously was connected to. You know, now they're having this amazing Grammy award winning sex. So. <laughs> I, I, I get all of that. So now the dude, you know, he's he's feeling some type of way because, oh, you're trying to be transparent. But for but for what? So this is where you have to define what it is that you are doing. What what role what you know, everybody got to play their position. So what roles is this? The, the old dude that is now new. You didn't you didn't you didn't dust him off and made him new again. What role is he playing? Because if this is just fun and just kind of, you know, you you're reliving some things you just want to feel good you want to be in a feel good space then so be it then don't be putting you don't look i know how it used to be a hard thing to disconnect the bluetooth in the the car now it's very simple like take that off before you even get in everybody doesn't need to know your business if that's you know if that's the role that he is playing he's he's just fun he's just good because contrary to popular belief dudes do catch feelings and you see where that where that whole thing went. He's like, it, instead of thinking, you know what? She let me hear the conversation. It's it's on Bluetooth. I can hear exactly whatever. He knew who was calling. You see how he turned that shit around? He better not be calling late like what on that bullshit. See, cause cause a dude will catch feelings. So you have to be mindful of that. If that's not what you want, then that's not what you want. If y'all just having a good time, please define it for him and let him know. And and that and that's that. Cause he will, and I, you know what? I can't stand. There's a, there's a thin line with someone who is like, you know, sometimes it's cute. Like, oh, he's look at him. He little, he like me. Cause he, <laughs> it, is, it is a little cute till that nigga is like banging on your door and talking about who's in, in there in, in his slippers and his underwear. Like, you don't need all of that in your life. And that, and that's what I'm saying. It's a fine line uh-huh. because guys can be very insecure. Mm-hmm. But you know, for us as women, we, you know, we like the attention because a part of that's like, oh, this he really paying attention over here. Like, you must like me. Mm-hmm. Who that calling you? Who that? You know, asking little <laughs> questions. Okay, it's cute. Like I said, mm-hmm. until that nigga over there in the bushes, like, <laughs> yo, I know you was coming home this weekend. Like, what? <laughs> and I look. And I've had that happen, and it's it's a scary, it's mm-hmm. a scary, scary thing. Like, yeah. because it's, it's unpredictable. So, I think you know you you really have to define what this is and who he is to you. Where do you want it to go? I think we are we get so afraid of doing that. You know, like mm-hmm. afraid of okay, you know, I and not to have the what are we conversation, but I think it's only fair. Look, if we're gonna things are always subject to change. And I think that's something that can be said. Like, look, you know, we don't know where this may go, but for now, let's just have fun. Exactly. I'm not looking for, for anything from you and you're not looking for anything from me. Mm-hmm. It, and it's all subject to change. And when it changes, we will let each other know. At least we can do that. Yep. That's the transparency that everyone deserves. Mm-hmm. Not the whole Bluetooth, because Lord knows we're not getting all my Bluetooth with all my <laughs> conversations. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. No and no. I get, you know, I get nervous handing somebody else my phone. Like, no, don't swipe. Please don't swipe left or right. 
Like, what do you need my phone for? I'm gonna tell you, I hold the phone. What you need? What I'm saying, like, I get super, like, I don't know, I don't know all that's in my phone. I, know, just, I know what's in my phone. I don't need you to see it. <laughs> I know exactly what's in there. I put it in there. <laughs> you don't need to know all of that. <laughs> we good. We good over here. <laughs> yeah. All right. But um, yeah, I think I think we gave her some good advice. Yeah, yeah. So really, it's define what this is and put it in its, its proper place. Mm-hmm. But if the if the if the dig game is a, is amazing, I mean, those are the things. Then you and I just have this conversation. These are the things. It's the feel good moments yeah. where you get a certain age. You know, she's about to be forty. Congratulations for that. You deserve those feel good moments. Yeah. You Every last bit of them, the ones that give you butterflies, he make you feel good. You deserve those. Those are, you know, stop with, you know, okay. You're not, <laughs> now you know I've talked about this. So it is, it's those moments that I think when you, especially mm-hmm. at this age, you deserve every bit of them. Yeah, so definitely. Feel good. Girl, get your flashlight and put your slippers on. If you got to go out in the middle of the night, I'm <laughs> all for it because it's, it's the it's that life experience mm-hmm. that you so deserve at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. All right. Are we at the reminisce moment? I reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce. All right. So this is my reminisce for this week. So everybody knows that hip hop originated in New York City, the Bronx to be exact. So, you know, most of my reminiscences, because I'm a New Yorker, most of them are, it's hip hop that comes from New York. But this time, because now you did say something about, oh, we don't ever give the South any <laughs> I wanted to draw my attention. Every once in a while, there's a, there's a down South banger that catches my attention. So this was, it was Eight Ball and MJG, the out from Memphis, Tennessee. It was You Don't Want Drama. Came out in 2004. So this was the first time I think I caught like that down south wave. I mean, you know, there was a little Wayne, all of that stuff. But this was like different because it was, you know, they called it crunk. And also the, um, the getting together of Diddy that was Harp Pierre on it. Um, which I thought, you know, they, they brought it to New York and this shit just rocked. So this was actually a ball at MJG's sixth studio album, which Lord knows I had no idea that they even did. Um, they, and you know, and you listen to the lyrics, it was very aggressive, very mis- uh, misogynistic, but God damn it. <laughs> It was so, I mean, I even got the chopped and screw version. I remember I got the, the CD, and you know, you get the CD uh, case, and you see the picture, and it'd be like, they got, got goals on their mouth, and you know, they got the big Cadillacs with the spinners. It was just a whole different world. But this song, You Don't Want Drama, the whole bust a nigga head, smack a hoe, shoot the club up, was my jam. Okay, so You Don't Want Drama was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. All right. I got hip hop. I love it. I love it. You you do. You do. I every once in a while I'll 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 get my ear on on something. But this was definitely like man, all kind of beat, all kind of atrocities were happening in this song. <laughs> this shit knocks. Like you go to uh like a club, this shit knocks so fucking hard. Your life is leaving your body for drinking too much Bacardi. Okay. 
That'll kill you. <laughs> all right, all right. So yes, you don't want drama. All right, moving on. All right, we got. We are at the support black businesses. So I typically like to feature businesses that we all or the majority of us have access to. Um, so whether have they have a, a huge online presence or you can find them in different stores. Um, but this week, I just have to shout out this food truck that is in New York. Oh my goodness. So I have a very finicky uh, diet. I eat like a bird sometimes, but when I eat good food, I, I eat good food. Mm-hmm. There's this food truck that I found on Instagram. It's called Made From Scratch Food Truck. It just kind of came up on one of my feeds. So, and they were in the Bronx, I think, by the stadium. And so let me go over here and, and see what they're about. And I got a a um, a lobster roll. My first time ever having a lobster roll. Girl, mm-hmm. I was biting my fingers. I ate that thing so fast. It was <laughs> delicious. And I have I hunt this this uh, food truck down all the time because the food is so good, and it's actually run by a DJ. His name is DJ Scratch. He used to DJ for Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but this food is amazing. So if you're in New York, please check them out. You can find their Instagram. Um, it's made from scratch. Just go ahead and um, search for that. And they have a schedule where they're in different um, parts of the city um, on specific days. Um, they're in Brooklyn, they're in West Village, they come to Harlem, they come to Bronx sometimes. Sometimes they go out to Jersey, sometimes they're in Queens. Their routes kind of vary uh, depending on the week. But I'm going to tell you, their food is amazing. I've had the catfish and fries. I've had the southern fries <laughs> and fries. I have had the wings and fries. They have this uh, drunk um, bread pudding, which is amazing. This food is good as shit. So um, check them out, find them, and so you can be eating good too. I hear it. Okay, so this is this is a truck that when I talk to you, you're the on a hunt for it, looking for it. You will you will travel across boroughs. This I know <laughs> to find this food truck. I just I know about you. <laughs> so I know, and I know it's damn good. I know it's, it's I very good. Okay, all right. Bad food makes me very sad. I hate wasting time and money on bad food, and this will be a good time. You enjoy your your food. Very anyway, true. come on. All right, so I think we have come to the end. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with That's What I Say 3. Visit us at That's What I'm Saying. Ooh. Visit That's What I'm Saying podcast to learn more. Send us questions and comments. I know our website, y'all. Um, <laughs> Nye, who do we always shout out? We always, every week, shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter. He also has a hip-hop podcast called Hip Hop Now. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, take y'all. Take care, y'all.